the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings, investments, and your retirement as always on the Max Out Savings Show. Our show is all about saving, building up wealth, and uh, I just lost the thing on the thing. Okay, yeah. the uh, and, and building up wealth over the long term. So, you uh, know, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. The we got a number of things to talk about on the show here today. Uh, where to start, as always, uh, there's just so much stuff happening uh, over overall um, you know, I want to really touch base on what's going on with the uh, with the uh, the climate change deal. I'm getting a reverb in, this, in my headphones. The uh, Donald Trump, Donald Trump this week uh, decided to pull out of the climate the the Paris Accord for climate change. And I wanted the reason I wanted to touch base on that is is what I'm really seeing is is a let me see here where we're. Okay. The Okay, here we are. Ho- hold on just I'm getting a delay in the headphones. Okay. Okay. See uh over uh the the climate Paris climate change. We had a little issue with the headphones. We got straightened out. Uh this is live the show. Uh the the, we pulled out of the Paris Climate Accord. I think this is a good thing. I think it's a real positive. It, what I wanted to do is give you a couple things so when people say we can't believe we did this, I want to give you some ammunition of some type to to sort of give back to people. I, I think the important thing to understand is this doesn't mean the American people are not concerned about uh, – the, the the world they're not concerned about climate change they're not concerned about the planet okay I, I think the United States the Europeans have probably done a little more than the United States but the United States has been really right behind them the the level of pollution in the United States is remarkably low uh, we've done an incredible job cleaning up our 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 water our air and our lifestyle and and, and ahead of most countries in the world. Uh, this this is we've been a global leader in this that goes back to the 1800s. You know, if you go back to the 1800s, you could see where they worked to clear pollution up, deal with overfishing, all types of things, and 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 so we continue to be the, the Paris Climate Change Accord basically forced the defined the number one pollutant in the world was CO2, which is carbon dioxide. Now. If we eliminate all carbon dioxide from the world, all plant life on the planet would die. And once the once that happens, uh, we produce air, uh, breathe in oxygen, and and then we produce carbon dioxide ourselves. We would eventually use up all the oxygen on the planet, and human life would die. It, but the impo- what you have to understand about this is this is a way for the Europeans and the Chinese. To do a couple things, 
the since the U.S. has cleaned up their pollution so much, the only thing we they had to define another pollutant. China is the biggest polluter on the planet, so they can't be viewed as a pollutant and a threat to the planet. So they have to put it on us. And so what they did is they defined pollution as carbon dioxide. We use a lot of carbon dioxide because we use a lot of energy. We drive around big cars. We we we. We have a lot of industry in the, in, the, in the United States. We have big homes, and that requires use of energy, electricity, oil, natural gas, coal to produce that electricity, which produces carbon dioxide. Now, when, even coal, when it, it's scrubbed, we put in scrubbers back in the 60s and 70s to get the sulfur dioxides out, the particulate out, uh, the, the, in some cases lead out, all types of heavy metals out to try to clean up and clean up even with coal. So we don't have much pollution left in the United States. So they had to redefine pollution to get back at the United States. In addition, what they did was is they came up with with, with by defining carbon dioxide as a pollution, it's used so much in industry and lifestyle. Once you define carbon dioxide as a pollutant, you control people's lifestyle. You can mandate smaller homes, smaller cars, electric cars. You can mandate, you can give out carbon permits so you can decide where the factories are put in. All the factories and manufacturing is moving to the south. If you put this in place, then you can mandate it so you can trade carbon and the factories will move up elsewhere in the, in the United States. So you control a higher higher carbon industries such as cement, which is Texas is a big cement producer. We use a lot of cement. We'd have to close down those factories and they would move to Mexico. They would still pollute there, but we would lose the jobs here. In addition, we would have to pay. It was a way to reparations to pay to help other countries clean up their pollution. So what they were doing is they're taking money out of the working people in this country and giving it to people overseas. This was not a treaty because it would have never been passed in the Senate. And so what happened is they put this, they put this program in place uh, and they basically took money out of the working people's pockets in the United States of America. They took jobs from the working peoples in the United States and they gave it to people around the world. The Europeans did this and the Chinese did this to us. And Donald Trump rightly Re- removed us from this thing. This does not mean the American people aren't concerned about pollution. Now, what I'm hearing is, is since the U.S. is backed out of the climate change treaty, China's going to have to step in and help out in the situation and, and be a leader in, 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 in climate control and in, in pollution in the world. Let's take a look at China. I think we really need to take a hard look at China. They have a they have a massive three hundred four hundred billion dollar a year trade deficit with us. That means that we lots of our products are being manufactured in China. Okay, let's look at China. China somehow does. China and India do not have to do. We have to start right away reducing our carbon footprint, cutting American jobs, and and moving taking American funds overseas right away. China and India do not have to do anything to 2030. Well, fair enough. China, China's a pretty, you know, they're a clean operation over there. They're not really responsible. They don't really have the pollution the United States does since we're such a massive polluter of CO2. Let's take a look at that. Remember, we're talking about why do we pull out of the Paris Accord and what can you do to people that tell you that, oh my gosh, we, we're destroying the planet like Barack Hussein Obama did the other day. Let's take a look at a couple things. All right. Air pollution. Chinese air pollution is responsible for one in three deaths in China. The air, I've been to China. I've been all in, I've been to Beijing. I've been to Tianjin. I've been to Shanghai. I've seen, I've walked around, walked around, looked at China. Uh, The pollution over there is so bad. You cannot even imagine. I cannot even I cannot even understand, uh, you know, the pollution is so bad, like the, you're in the city and the buildings vanish because of the pollution is so bad. The one in three deaths in China are a result of pollution. And, and the, the air pollution in some cities like Beijing is as deadly as smoking cigarettes. I'm going to repeat that. The air pollution in Beijing is as deadly as smoking cigarettes. These are the people that want to step into the gap and lead the world to a cleaner planet, the Chinese. Let's take a look at the Chinese. 29%, according to a study of U- University of California, Berkeley, 29% of the pollution in 
San Francisco Bay Area is a result of pollution drifting across the ocean from China. I'm going to repeat that so all of y'all can understand this. Okay, 29—remember, the United States is the biggest polluter in the world. We've just been told that by the Europeans, Angela Merkel, we're destroying the planet. The Chinese are telling this. 29% according to, of the pollution in the San Francisco Bay Area air pollution is a result of pollution coming over across the Pacific Ocean from China, according to a U- UC Berkeley study. And looking out, the that's pollution. Let's take a look at water pollution. The water pollution in China is so bad that 70%, according to some studies, and some of them are saying it's more, 70% of the waterways in China are heavily polluted. 70%. Okay. I fish the mouth of the Mississippi River quite a bit. Uh, I know it like the back of my hand. Once you get past the head of the passes down there, the water's really clean and nice. I've been to the, uh, what is it, the Yellow River? Whatever the river is through Shanghai, I would be afraid to fall into that river. Now, that leads, since they, they, they uh, you, in, with rice, they use a lot of water to sit there and irrigate the fields. 37% of the rice produced in Hunan province is polluted with uh, heavy metals, 37%. Okay, they have 247 cancer villages in China where all these people are coming down with cancer. One in six people in the in those villages have cancer. Okay, let's look at the farmland in China. Remember, China's now going to take the lead from the United States since we're you know we're not since we backed out of the treaty. We're taking a look at China here. Between one sixth and one fifth of all the farmland in China is contaminated with heavy metals or pesticides to the point that it's a threat. And by the way, if if in, according to China's things, it's a concern. Their their levels of pollution and our acceptable levels are materially different, which means these are pretty badly polluted. Up to twenty percent of the of the farmland in China, one sixth to one fifth of the farmland in China is heavily is, is not heavily but is polluted. It's polluted with mercury, cadmium, lead, zinc, arsenic, copper, and pesticides. Forty five to fifty million acres is what we're talking about. They're growing contaminated crops on those and feeding and it's getting into the into the uh into the food chain. In addition, in China, they do a lot of agro, uh, of uh, aquaculture where they raise fish in farm ponds and things like that. The, the, the fish are being raised in toxic water with pollution, heavy metals, and pesticides and fed to the, to the Chinese people. We're talking about fishing. Let's take a look at fishing. The Chinese overfishing is depleting the world's oceans across the globe. Ninety percent of the world's fisheries are fully exploited or depleted. In Africa, two thirds of the of the uh, fishery has been lost over there. Chinese have have twenty six hundred ships, ten times fishing ships, ten times what the United States does. They've added four hundred ships in the last two years. They're stripping the worlds of the fish, the worlds of fish around the world, and destroying the planet and the fishing as well. In in the South China Sea, they virtually wiped out the giant clams. They've had to put a, a moratorium on on clam fishing there on the giant clams because they're what everything that they're, they're stripping the world's oceans of all fish life, the fish life, plant life, whatever fish life. Fish, okay, which means if you take away the fish, which means the whales are going to starve it, and you're going to collapse the global uh, uh, food chain there as well. This is the people that want to take the lead on, on, on the world's pollution. What I want you to understand is when people say, why did we pull out of the Paris Accord, understand we did this because it's doing nothing to solve the destruction of the planet by the Chinese and other countries around the world that are polluting. I, I was talking to a friend of mine uh, yesterday, and they said, you know, I used to when I worked. I used to be able to smell when the wind shifted over from the east through, through downtown. You could smell the refineries along the ship channel. You can't even do that anymore. Do you realize that we tried to stop the the pipeline that was the northern border pipeline that was going to bring crude in from Canada down here, and instead the Obama administration didn't want that. So the so they're going to put a pipeline in to ship the the oil to to China. China was gonna China was gonna refine the oil over there. Pollute the atmosphere two, three, four times as much as it would have been coming from from United States refineries. Understand, China is the biggest polluter in the world. They have to be controlled. We need to put a pollution tax in place. 
These are a couple ideas. So when you talk to people about global warming and, and, and about uh, the uh, the Paris Accord, remember, it's a scam to hurt the American people. We need to do something about global pollution, and China is the first person that we need to start looking at. We'll be right back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. I'm hoping you feel the same. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. Uh, we're putting together our Max Out Savings Report. We're gonna, I'm going to list a couple of those things in our Max Out Savings Report about the, the pollution in China, about the destruction of the uh, of the planet. Uh, I, I fundamentally believe CO2 is not the problem. Uh, and one more thing I'll, and then we'll change to another subject. One more thing I'll bring up is here, I'll give you a choice. We can reduce the CO2 emissions in the United States 20% or, or by the Paris Accords, or we can stop the destruction of the rainforest in the Amazon and the jungles, uh, throughout Sumatra, uh, throughout Sumatra, well, Sumatra, Indonesia, all the Southeast Asia area, it, which are being destroyed for lumber, and then they're putting in palm oil plantations because it's renewable, and they're they're stripping down the uh, rainforest in the in the Amazon to put, to put in more soybean fields. Okay, we can save those areas which are covered with plant life that produce oxygen and convert CO two to oxygen, or we can reduce the the CO two twenty percent in the United States in fifty or a hundred years. Which is going to make a bigger difference to the difference to the planet? Think about that. You don't hear anything about that, do you? You just hear about where there's money involved, and, and that's 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 really sad. And one of the reasons why you don't hear about the, what's going on in China is is because these big networks, all uh, all of them, they have shows into China, all the big media companies, and they know if they put anything on the American networks negative about China, they're going to lose their license in China. And and you know this that that's. Uh, that is destroying the planet right there. You're not forcing these people to clean up their act. And if anybody doubts me on the pollution, it's worthwhile going to China just to see the pollution. You can say you saw the Great Wall of China in the pollution. Uh, anyway, if you got any questions, 713-339-1070. One of the, the bigger things uh, with retirement is 
you've got a number of factors. You've got returns on your investments. You have uh, your expenses, and you have how long you're going to live. And and I and I, and I came up with a uh, a neat website. Uh, it's called livingto100.com that has a life expectancy calculator. And and it it has a calculator that uh that can will will look at a whole bunch of factors and give you what your life expectancy is based on your eating habits, your work habits, stress, uh relatives, uh life, different things like that. It's 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 called uh livingto100.com. And so you can, and then you'll, they'll give you what your life expectancy is. The uh, looking at it, I think it's probably more accurate if you're in your sixties. Uh, if you're younger, I think it's a little harder. Well, maybe not. I, I, that's just sort of, but I, I think it's a pretty good way to go. I try to be reasonably accurate on it, uh, and uh, and so you can calculate your age. The uh, but it's most people have about a i want to say it's a 25% chance a married couple has uh that one of you lives to be about 96 years old now and and, and so this is something that um that uh that's a long time that's that's 30 years and so really you have to understand that uh that you're going to have to have your money last for a long time. And so it's got to be managed through a number of different cycles, up cycles, down cycles. And this market is particularly dangerous in the fact that interest rates are so low and leading to a reduction of returns and the stock market is so high. So if you look out, out a couple of years, it's really difficult to justify returns on the stock market at this high level uh and if i was looking at at the 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 quartiles in the s&p 500 uh the other day in in it, dividing it into into it's actually quintiles it's five to, five different things the top 20 next uh 20 the top 20% of the s&p 500 on a pe ratio it has a pe of 54 that's a pretty big number in I think if you actually sat there and and did it by market cap percentile, which I'm not sure they did, which simply means if you did it by the, the remember the larger the stock, the more it is in the S and P 500. That number might even be bigger. Uh, and so it's an extremely expensive market out there right now. It's got it's a very strange market right now. Uh, I I tell you what, the closest thing I can remember where this this thing has really come to is really 1999. Uh, it it. If you look at it, pricing uh, more, uh, total market cap of the, of the indexes to the GDP, it's it's closer to 1999 levels. If you look at it in a price to sales, it's closer to 99. PE ratio, it's not quite there, but it's still very expensive. Uh, but what what reminds me of of a 99 more than anything is the fact that what we're seeing is kind of a buy, a real bifurcation in this market where the real hot tech sector the the those those stocks are getting very high PEs uh and then other sectors are just aren't getting them the 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 infrastructure stocks have been selling off some of the cyclical stocks have really been selling off the autos have been selling off uh retailers of cyclical that <laughs> selling off huge that's a complete debacle <laughs> Uh, what what is it the uh, you know I saw a statistic that from uh, one of the big banks that they think that within five years twenty percent of the malls could be closed down in the United States and it's it's really a retail apocalypse out there and and, and so a lot of cyclical sectors of this market are really starting to sell down. Uh, the Fed is raising rates. They're going to have a, a rate meeting in June this week. I, I think they're going to probably raise rates. Uh, but the longer ter- longer term rates are, are starting to break down again. The the 10-year broke down a little this week as well. And, and and so that's not the signs of a real strong economy. So you have a real bifurcation. A lot of stocks are selling off in here. Uh, and then a, a very small cl- uh, clip of them are just really going uh, almost parabolic right now. And so this 
bears watching real closely in here to see what happens. I, I'm still I, I still think this tremendous amount of of political turmoil, unlike anything I've ever seen, is and I've studied politics an awful long time. Uh what was it? I think I the you know, I, I called American Express up the other day, you know, uh, my, uh, we lost a credit card and they congratulated me how long I'd have my American Express card. And it, it, it was so long. I was like, oh, God, that can't be me. But it was over 30 years. And uh, I was like, oh, but uh, so I've watched things for a long time and I've never seen this level of discourse in, out there. It really, and I think it's having a tremendously corrosive effect. I think the American people are very bullish about Donald Trump. I th- uh, one of the real things I think, if, if you listen to his speech on the, uh, the, the climate accord, the Paris accord that we pulled out of, uh, he really made a point that, look, we're doing this for the working people of the country. We're going to make put the American people first. What 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 amazes me about that is is it's extraordinary the idea that you if if you're a government and you're running the government in a country a particular country and you say we're going to put the people of the country first the idea that that would be controversial is just remarkable I mean if you go talk to you know, you go talk to anybody out there. If you took, talk to George Washington, I'm sure he would say, we're going to put the American people first. If you talk to Fidel Castro, he'll say, we're going to put the working people of Cuba first. I mean, if you talk to, you know, you know Putin, he's going to say, we're going to put the working people first there. If you talk to, you know, if you talk to Roosevelt, we're going to put the working people first. If you talk to uh, Ronald Reagan, we're going to put the American people first. I mean, the idea that 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 would be concern, be controversial is just absolutely remarkable and is a testament to how in what crazy land uh you know it's basically the crazy train that the media and the and the democratic left has gotten themselves into that they're now attacking the working people in this country as villains that are destroying the planet when we just uh we just sit there and pointed out that China is the real problem and and so, but I think this is going to have a, a corrosive effect eventually. I think the American people are buying the market up. We're seeing selling from institutions, a lot of selling, a lot of distribution. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. Uh, th- this bears watching. Uh, one of the things that really, really happened this week, it, it really bears watching is is really what went on with the, uh, with with the, with the ten year, uh, the Treasury on the ten year, the. You know, I'm pulling that up now on, on the on the system, but uh, tell you what, if you got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. Let me see if I can get that. I, I would. I, I want to say it was two point two percent. It's really. It, it appears to just be breaking down, and and that to me is is a real is is really somewhat of a concern as as to what's going on there. Uh, that's not a. We didn't have a real strong jobs number. And uh, yeah, two point one 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 six. It's really a breakdown under the two point two area, which we've really had some support. That's a concern. Again, we got a lot of warning flags out there. We got the sickles selling off. We got a very narrow market. Breath is narrowing. Parabolic move up in the in the uh, the in the uh, the Amazons, the the uh, the Facebook, the Apple, Google. We're watching that very, very closely. I, which really, I, I think that's really headed for trouble. The question is where and how it plays out. Something to think about. So, uh, and one of the things we're really watching is is one of the things we've been talking about the last couple of weeks is the market is, it's really ignoring, uh, it's really ignoring the the fundamentals. It, it, it's it's not paying attention to the to the bad jobs number. Uh, it's not paying attention to a, the, a drop in the 10-year if interest rates are going down on the long end. That means the economy could be slowed. It's not paying attention to very poor auto sales. It's not paying attention to bankruptcies throughout the retail sector. It's not paying. It doesn't seem to pay attention to news at all. And, and that's kind of a market that's on autopilot. And those are the ones you've got to be careful on. So then the only thing left you can really pay attention to is is the technicals, and we're watching that very closely. 
Uh, we actually put on a hedge. We took off one of our hedges this week. We might take off the other hedge uh, next week. We'll see because it really broke down on some of the things, but then it shot right back above it. And we're trying to see if this is just a fake out or not. But, but I really think there's a tremendous amount of risk in the market, and and that's that that's really what's got us concerned. And 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 if you listen to people, if you start listening to a lot, you're starting to see some really big guys starting to just pull away. Because they know the problem with these type of markets is you really almost have to get out ahead of time because if you try to get out at the top, it, it, these things are just really nasty. And, I, and what we really think is going to happen is the biggest thing out there, and we've been talking about this on the show, is indexing. Everyone is indexing. 10 or 15 years ago, it was kind of people were sort of doing it. Now everybody's doing it. They've all drank the indexing Kool-Aid where you just buy the indexes and don't pay attention to them and let them go up forever. And and I, I think when everybody does something, it quits working. And, 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 and right now, everybody's in the indexing. And the problem with everybody being in the indexing, there's nobody in there trading, buying stocks and doing different, you know, coming, rotating into different sectors. There's less and less and less of that, which means when this thing starts turning down, there's nobody underneath this market. Uh, if you, If you look at some of the numbers, I've seen some numbers that up to – I want to say 20% of the market is quant is is uh the different types of quant funds, computer driven funds, you know, they're moving from around uh I'm seeing some numbers over 50% of of the market is high frequency traders just trying to scalp a point here and there. When this thing starts turning down, all of these computer programs head for the hills because once it turns around and once the trend breaks, they don't know what to do and they've got to wait for something else. They 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 pull back. They they're they're going to pull back because it's uh oh the the logarithms aren't working. Reduce risk, reduce risk. Okay, that means these guys are going to pull back right away. That's going to create a liquidity vacuum in the market. And once this thing starts breaking down or hitting underneath these moving average lines and breaking the fifty, the hundred, the two hundred, then you're going to see some of the indexers start to panic and start reducing. And that's going to call. It's going to feed on itself. We'll see when that happens. Uh, again. Interesting market. Uh, it's a market that is unlike anything we've ever seen because it's so computer-driven and it, it, it is so uh, autopilot. It's so much on autopilot, and 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 so once it once it starts going down, the autopilots quit working. If that makes any sense, and then every and then and then your liquidity vanishes out of the market. And I think that liquidity vacuum bought on by indexing and ETFs. Everyone's in these ETFs. Again, it's the same thing. And the pri- final problem with ETFs and indexing is when people start losing money, it's one thing if you're losing money in Chevron or Royal Dutch Shell or something like that or you know, a, a Johnson & Johnson because you go, well, I know the company. It's a good, solid company. Uh, you know, this is a good deal. If it's something you don't know or what's this, what's this ETF? I don't know what it is. Uh, that's when people tend to panic. Is they, there's no emotional attachment to something, and so all of this confluence of indexing of of tremendous amounts of people using ETFs to index, uh, uh, autopilot, uh, a lot of uh, robo. Uh, it's not really robo, but it's really quantitative programs, uh, almost ro- robotic, algorithmic program trading and investing. Once the once the trend starts breaking, they don't know what to do. And they will automatically pull back. Now, if you're an investor, it starts breaking down. You'll kind of think a little bit. These guys, they're going to pull back and the liquidity is is going to vanish. And that liquidity vacuum is what's going to sit there and wreck this market. And that's what we're waiting for. In the interim, it's hard to tell where it's going to go. But it's inter- a couple interesting things. You have to have a, <laughs> a plan, a risk management plan in this market. Otherwise, you're going to get in trouble. This is your retirement you saved all your life for. And it's important to to remember that. Tell you what, we're going to be right back. This is a live show. If you got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070 to the Max Out Savings Show. We're here in Houston, Texas, as always. 713-339-1070. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulic-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. 
South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show up your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we are talking savings, investments, in your retirement. If you've got any questions or comments, 713-339-1070. You can also sign up for our free newsletter that we put out about once a month talking about savings, investments, uh, how to build up wealth. Uh, the world today, when we talk some about the uh, global, the Paris Accord, pulling out of that, a great, I'm glad Donald Trump did it, and uh, the pollution in China. A lot of interesting things in the report, uh, and it's all free. We do that to help you out. Uh, just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. It's maxoutsavings.com. And look, if you need help with your, with your retirement, managing your assets, that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. We're value investors in the stock and bond markets. And we'll put together a portfolio uh, using our risk analysis approach to the stock markets. So if you need some help, go to the website. I'd like to help you out. MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings with an S dot com. Oh, okay. So we're talking a little earlier about the the market. Uh, NASDAQ's hitting new highs. Facebook, Google, Amazon are surging up. Uh, the uh, Yet underneath it, the cyclicals, uh, a lot of... Uh, those type of stocks are selling off. The economic sensitive stocks are selling off. Uh, in the the ten year uh, Treasury bond yield broke under the two hundred day moving average, which is a big deal for people, and signaling of an economic slowdown. We had a bad e- uh, hiring number this week. So what's going on? I, I think a couple things. What's really happening is you're getting somewhat of a frenzy in the in the tech sector. Similar to 1999, underneath it, the economy is slowing. And, and, and that, usually the economy eventually wins unless it turns up. And so we're going to have to watch closely, see what happens. Say what? Let's take a call from Lynn. Morning, Lynn. Uh, good morning, Ted. How are you? Good. Thank you. Ted, uh, the, um, the 10-year bond dropped down to 215, 214 intraday Friday. Yeah. Closed about 215.9. The yield curve, short-term rates were up. The yield curve, uh, were it's flattening. Doesn't that usually portend recession or slowdown? Yes, uh, yeah, it really does. And um, now keep in mind, it, it's at 215. Uh, it is getting tighter and tighter. And if the Fed raises rates, it's, it's, uh, it is a flattening yield curve. Now, we're dealing with extraordinarily low rates, so we're not exactly sure how that's going to play out. But in the past, in the past, the short-term rate, the long-term rates has been maybe 4.5% and the short-term rate up to 4 or 4.5%. So, but when you're down to three-quarters and you take it to one and maybe the the five-year, but it's the 
the, the curve is getting much flatter, and that's typically one of the best warning signs about a, about a, a stock market sell-off and an economic slowdown. Uh, Ted, did you did you notice that when the ten-year bond yield was down, got down to two fifteen Friday intraday, closed at two sixteen? Did you notice that IRX the short-term rate was up all day? Yeah. I mean, what, what is that telling us? Is the Fed going to go ahead and raise rates into this uh, slowdown? Uh, yeah, or? I think they will. Uh, here's the reason why. They should have normalized rates two years ago, which means they should have been up here where they are right now and so they uh-huh. don't have to do this. But they, they they need to get up to the point where they have two or three or more rate cuts in case the economy starts slowing down. They're, they're, they're kind of what's called behind the curve on yeah. this, and they're trying to catch up. Now – under normal circumstances, if I was the Fed, I probably wouldn't do anything, okay? But I look at the – if I'm the Fed, I look at the at the NASDAQ and I'm going, man, this thing is getting out of control on us a little bit. We got to make it look like we're trying to do something because if we don't, there's no telling where this goes and then that causes us a bigger problem down the way. Well, it was interesting. I was wondering what your opinion was. Al Arian, he seems to have credibility. He used to be with Pimco. Yes, yeah. Uh, uh, worldwide researcher and uh, yeah he's an alliance it's the same company for all practical purposes yes sir um he said outright friday morning that the the rate hikes off the table i so i don't know i mean you know i guess that's his opinion of course and but uh it confuses everyone you know (laughs) yeah well if you if you're the here's the problem you're kind of running into if you're the fed you probably do take the rate hike off the table, but having looking at that economic that jobs number, but a couple things remember we're at four point five percent or so on the unemployment rate, which is very low, and we have a a, a stock market being propelled up nineteen ninety nine style by by technology looking like some type of bubble all of a sudden, and so you kind of got to go that I think the Fed st- still does does one more rate hike uh, to see what happens in here. Because remember, if we do go into recession, you want to have the ability to go, oh, we're going to cut rate to do a quick rate cut and then have two or three more rate cuts in your back pocket if we slow down so it looks like you're doing something. Okay. That, so that, on an extremely conservative portfolio, then short-term treasuries are still okay, two years, one year, one-and-a-half-year duration area? or Yeah, no, I think so. I, you know, I, you're collecting a little income, uh, and you're just sort of waiting for things to, to break out. Uh, if what we about get, corporate bonds, uh, short-term duration? Yeah, they're fine. Bonds. Look, if okay. we get a crisis, uh, if, if we get some type of big sell, that's when you get your opportunities to pick up the good stuff. I, you know, I was talking to someone yeah. this week. What you do is you look for a crisis somewhere. Back in in 2016, the oil company bonds sold off because oil was at 25. That was an opportunity. In 2008, in October, the closed-in bond market collapsed. That was an opportunity. In 2009, the the financial system was going to collapse, and people were dumping corporates at really good rates. It's always something. But the problem is when everything is expensive, it's very difficult to – to get a good deal. So you're better off with low return treasuries. So you have the liquidity available when the crisis strikes. Yes, sir. I, one last thing, I was wondering what your opinion was. The guys on, um, I think it was a closing bell or something on CNBC. Mm -hmm. They were talking, uh, they had some experts on, uh, talking about Shell and Exxon and Chevron saying that the futures, contracts, options, are saying that those companies are going to have to reduce their dividend. What do you think of that? I think Shell's going to have to reduce their dividend. Uh, the other ones, the dividend's not that high. I I didn't think so either. They're kind of throwing the baby out with the bathwater in their opinion. Look, what, remember with the big oils, the oils in here, uh, it, we, look, we took our head. We we had a hedge off on oil. It really didn't work. It it kind of went up all through the year here. And we took it off uh, on Thursday. Uh-huh. I think oils work a little lower in here. We're not buying them yet. We're not really in the oil sector, uh, but I think it'll be a good buy. Remember, right now, the climate people are all convinced that the oil gas business is going to go away. I don't think that's going to happen. And uh, 
So you're going to get somewhat of a sell down in the group, and that'll give you an opportunity. Uh, the uh, it's still the huge demand for natural gas. Oil is used the basic feedstock in oil and natural gas are the basic feedstock in all the all the chemicals and plastics in the world. So in right. the in the integrated majors have the ability to move from refining of oil uh, get to gasoline to diesel to plastics to chemicals of all types it, and I think it they it, it gives them a, a better edge over some of the more pure play oil and gas guys out there. Well, yeah, and Exxon and Chevron are usually if they 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 never um, say anything about their dividends they say their dividends are safe that they have to reduce expenses they always cut overhead so isn't that true generally? yeah that's what i think and really the, the shell's the one that's dividends a little out of kilter in my opinion yeah it's pretty high like uh bp yeah, yeah. And, and the problem with shell is is they bought that the other company uh was it bg and uh and they have a lot. They took on a lot of debt to that, and they should have cut the dividend. But they were pressured by the pension funds in in, in the UK not to do it, and they didn't do it. Uh, so you could see that happen. I think the, I think the oil and gas sector works a little lower in here. Uh, my, my my range for oil and gas is probably forty four to fifty three. Yeah, that, I've heard. Yeah, I've heard uh, on the charts around forty five fifty to forty six. Uh, if it breaks that. It, it will not be good, but it could hold there, so um, that's all interesting. We thank you so much for all your help uh, for us. Sure thing, Lynn. Thanks for the call. You're welcome. That was Lynn with a call. Uh, if you got a question or comment, 713-339-1070. This is the last segment of the show. Uh, but, yeah, the oil and gas sector, like I said, we pulled off our hedge in that. Uh, we really don't. We, we just felt it was going to sell off, and it kind of did, but it's been just difficult to, to get through that. I think over time this, this things work a little lower in here. Uh, on, on a further pullback, we might buy into the sector. Uh, we're watching closely. The other sector to watch, the other thing we want to really keep an eye on is, is there's two things with this market. Number one, the Amazon, Facebook, Google, Apple. Those, those are the 19, those are the, the ones that, that, that right now there's, it's, they're kind of going parabolic, the extremely high, uh, the high PE ratios I won't say extremely high, extremely high valuations. And remember, like Amazon, they're wiping out you know a huge chunk of the retail business in the country. And the question is, how long is the government going to sit around and do nothing on that? And and so, but we want to watch those. And the other one is China. China continues. They're trying to hold the the Chinese economy up for the. Uh, they had their their uh, by decade. Uh, uh, Chinese communist confab over there. And so they're going to try to hold the economy up. China's economy is heavily indebted. The debt levels in China are unlike anything ever seen in the world. Uh, the uh, I liked uh, one of the statistics is uh, China has uh, China has come in and, and added debt to the to the uh, to the amount of the U.S. and Japanese banking system combined since 2008, the, the massive debt uh, percentage of GDP. There's huge amounts of bad debt in these wealth management products out there that's going to get worse. They're trying to control it. They're trying to exchange debt for equity, and they're going to try to restructure the economy, but it's very difficult to grow an economy with that much debt. So uh, in addition, they're tightening and tightening down, trying to keep money in the country. They pushed up the yuan this week, which is kind of unusual. And I think that's to try to stop some of the money from flowing overseas. To, and and their their currency exer, uh, reserves are, are above $3 trillion, but not by much. They need about $2.7 trillion, $2.6 trillion to manage the economy, according to the IMF. So they don't have the money everybody thinks they do. So is... It, it, this could affect a lot of different asset classes if if, if there's a problem in China. That, so we want to watch that, and we want to watch the the uh, the, the the big uh, the fangs. Fang is Facebook. Yeah, Facebook, Amazon, Google. You could put Netflix in it, but it, it's not quite to the level of the other ones. So this is something that really bears watching. And we're just going to say, but I really think you have to have in this world some type of of plan in place to protect your assets and your retirement. You've got to have 
a risk management plan in place. In this environment, I think when this thing goes down, I, I, I like we're looking for a liquidity vacuum because of the e, the tremendous amount of money in indexing and in ETFs, uh, particular. Uh, we and the amount of of computerized trading out there is un, is vastly exceeds anything we've ever seen, and those two things are going to kind of feed in itself. So, want to be careful. Uh, earlier, we talked about uh, the uh, Paris Accord. For y'all just turning in, I want to just my philosophy with the Paris Accord is it was a bad agreement. It was set up to disadvantage the United States. We would have to b- close down manufacturing and cut jobs in the United States to reduce our CO2, but China and India and, and others didn't have to do anything till 2030, which was going to cost Americans jobs. And more importantly, the real polluter in this world is China. We talked about 29% of all the air pollution in the San Francisco area, they've detected came over from China, according to a Berkeley study. Up to one-sixth to up to one-fifth of all the farmland in China is polluted with pesticides and heavy metals, and it's pollu- it's getting into their food source. The water pollution in China is so bad that in the Hunan province, 37% of the rice is, is polluted with heavy metals. Uh, they're, they're stripping the world's oceans with building massive factory ships and stripping out fisheries all over the world. China is the biggest threat to the to the planet for pollution and the health of the world in the future. And it's time we turn the spotlight on them. They've been very shrewd using the Paris Accord to turn it on us. So when people question you about that, tell them, look, it's not us, it's China. Uh, we write about this some in our Max Out Savings Report. We're also, uh, t- I talked about that uh, about that website, living2100.com. You can calculate your, your uh, life expectancy. We're going to write about this all in the Max Out Savings Report. If you need help, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. It's maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for the free report or sign up for a sit down with me and I'll go over your financial situation and show you how we manage money for retirement. It's maxoutsavings.com. Hope everybody has a great weekend. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070. The answer. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.